0: You're in what is known as Yard 1. See those high walls? They were originally part of a distillery. The distillery failed and the site was put up for sale. Lieutenant Governor George Arthur, on behalf of the colonial government, purchased the site as a solution to a growing problem at the Female House of Correction in Hobart Town. The Hobart Town establishment was facing harsh criticism in the press for its overcrowding, poor conditions and treatment of women convicts the colonial government pressured Arthur to do something as quickly and cost-effectively as possible. The pre-existing high walls and location of the distillery made it a very appealing sight to Arthur. He ignored the damp and dark conditions and warnings from others about the less-than-desirable environment. Building such an establishment in the shade of the mountain by a rivulet known for flooding didn't seem like the best plan. But... Arthur needed a solution, and so this site was bought for the new Cascades Female Factory. This yard was split into several smaller yards, creating a very confined space. It can be difficult to imagine the walls within walls and the labyrinth of buildings that once filled Yard 1. Take a look on the ground and you will notice steel strips. These lines represent a wall or structure that once existed in the yard. It helps give a sense of just how confined this space would have been back in 1828, when it was converted and opened as the Cascades' female factory. This yard was designed to reflect advice given by English prison reformer Elizabeth Fry, who advocated for a more humane treatment of female convicts. Her suggestion of the class system is evident in this first yard. This system saw the separation of the convicts into three distinct classes, so the worst-behaved would not influence the better-behaved women. Yard 1 was divided into the following sections. Third-class or crime-class yard for severe punishment of the worst-behaved convicts. Second-class yard for women undergoing milder punishments. First-class or assignable-class yard for the best-behaved women, and where they waited to be assigned as servants. A nursery yard, kitchen, and hospital. There was also a chapel and the superintendent's residence in this yard, as well as solitary cells and storerooms. Elizabeth Fry had also recommended that female convicts have their own separate sleeping areas. A lack of space and money did not allow this, and instead... Women were locked into large dormitory rooms. The dormitory was a two-storey building in the middle of the yard, four rooms on each floor, no windows and poor ventilation. The women were locked into these rooms at night, according to their class. Let's take a closer look at who these women were, the convicts who soon overcrowded this yard.